plan for your life? Do you know where you want to go? Are you looking to be happier, healthier, and wealthier while having more fun every day? Meet our empowerment architect and goddess gardener, Cynthia Bryan, as she engages in energetic exchanges with success experts, bringing you research, innovations, strategies, and techniques to strengthen your life, business, and personal spaces. Be inspired, motivated, encouraged, and empowered. Lend us your ears right here on Star Style. Be the star you are. The party starts now. Hello, 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 hello. Welcome, Power Partners. It's our informational playground. Star Style, Be the Star You Are, brought to the airwaves under the auspices of Be the Star You Are charity. We're coming to you live on the Voice America Network. This is the Empowerment Channel, and I am your host, personal growth coach and goddess gardener, Cynthia Bryan, and I am always so happy to be with you. Well, we have a full show for you today coming up. In segment two, we're going to actually talk about going back to restaurants. Restaurants have been opening up. I know in a lot of parts of the country they have, they've remained open. But, you know, that's kind of been one of those institutions that's been a little bit more challenging. But there's some new rules of etiquette and participation. And a lot of people are not minding their manners. So let's uh, figure out what we need to do when we go out to eat and treat everyone um, it's like the like we would like to be treated, right? So we want to be a great guest and communicate and, of course, have a wonderful meal. Also, in segment three, we're going to talk about um, relationships and ask, are you in a toxic relationship? And if so, do you even know how to identify it? Do you phys- feel physically, emotionally, or sexually abused? Healthy relationships produce positive feelings and enhance just everything we do. So each person has to determine what bothers you and how you can respond to it. And if you are in a toxic relationship, you want to, uh, you know, get out of it as soon as possible. In other words, say adios, because we don't have to uh, put up with that. The miracle moment for today is brought to you by Be The Star You Are Charity. It is um, hosting the Pear and Wine Festival booth this coming Saturday, September 25th in Moraga. It is harvest time. It's a harvest festival. The sponsors are the La Mirinda Weekly, lamirindaweekly.com, and MB Jesse Painting, mbjesse.com, and we thank them for that. And if you want to find out more information, uh, you can go to be the star you are dot org. Be the star you are dot org. Um, we hope that you will visit. And um, with, there'll be a lot of freebies. There'll be books that will be handed out. Brooks Albrees has uh, two new uh, books out, one in Spanish, and we'll be giving those away to children. Uh, the, some of the activities will include mask decorating so that kids can have a mask when they go to school. We'll also be making bookmarks and holiday cards. So lots of fun things. And the best part probably will be if you want to pick up some fresh fruit and uh, some fresh organic eggs. Um, They will be for sale with all the money benefiting Be The Star You Are charity. And this is from uh, Henry David Thoreau, also someone who loved nature. It's not what you look at that matters. It's what 
you see. So in this segment, I want to talk about uh, disasters. Again, we know that there have been just natural disasters throughout the world, and specifically throughout the United States, fires, floods, tornadoes, hurricanes, typhoons. Um, It's been pretty crazy. And I just heard yesterday that in the Canary Islands, there was um, a huge volcano, um, volcanic eruption, and it already has covered several villages and and, uh, over 500 houses. So are you prepared for a disaster? I mean, we you live in communities that are surrounded by lush landscape. Um, it depends where you live. You might have rolling hills. You might have desert rivers, you know, picturesque open spaces. But here in California, we keep having these rolling blackouts. And we have the threat of wildfires as our reality. You know, California used to be known kind of as the earthquake state. And there have been several consistent earthquakes, small ones. But it seems to be that wildfires are the things that really scare people these days. And this year, we are really facing an extreme wildfire season. It's drier than usual. The fires have been raging all over California. Um, throughout since beginning in spring. I mean, it seems like the wildfires are now, according to Cal Fire, they say that they're year round. There's actually not a fire season. It is also is year round now. So, you know, the question again is, are we prepared? And when we ask that question, it, we have to kind of pause and say, well, prepared for what? Are we prepared to lose everything that we ever worked for? Are we going to lose our home? Are we going to lose our belongings? Are we going to lose our pets, our animals? Are we going to have to live in a hotel? Are we going to have to live with family? Are we going to have to live on the streets? I mean, what is it that we need to be prepared for? Do we have insurance that would process this claim? Um, Are we going to be able to safely evacuate if we just have 60 seconds as I had two years ago? So let's talk about being really prepared. When uh, you talk to a firsthand survivor and you hear stories from their experiences in either the Napa fires or these Santa Rosa fires or the Paradise fires, you might have um, read, seen the documentary, and if you haven't, you really should see the documentary uh, documentary about paradise because we all think, okay, you know, I know how to get out of a tense situation, but so did these people. They thought the same thing, and many people died. So let's talk about being prepared. You know, um, I'll give you the information about a go bag, an emergency pack at the end of this, because it is essential, but it is not enough. We have to think about what we're going to do in the event of an emergency, whatever that emergency is, long before the emergency happens. So the most important thing you can do right now is probably to block out some time as soon as possible and actually schedule this on your calendar to think through and think thoroughly through your disaster plan. You have to take care of these really, they're simple, but they're essential tasks. And then once you do, you will sleep better at night knowing that you are prepared. Now, 
again, I'm going to tell you about putting together that go bag. And I really suggest that you do that immediately and have a go bag in your car. Um, and, and if you have several vehicles, if your kids have a vehicle, you know, your spouse, your partner, everybody has to have a go bag in their car with all the essential things, which, um, you know, will include documents and food and medications and phone chargers and extra clothes and food uh, for your animals, etc. But we also have to know how to make a quick exit out of our abode in case of an emergency. We also need to attach a list of items that we have to grab that may not be in your go bag. Because just remember, you may not be thinking straight. Um, let me just tell you, you won't be thinking straight, <laughs> in, especially if you're woken up in the middle of the night, and especially if you're in the middle of a blackout. You, um, you, I, and I, as I said, I will give you that go bag and some other things. But beyond the go bag, here are some things that you really have to get ready so you want to identify any sentimental items. You want to think about what is meaningful to you. Those are those irreplaceable belongings that you would want to have with you in the, you know, in the necessity of a, an evacuation if you only have a minute or two. Now, you might, if it's something small enough, you might want to actually put these with the go bag that you're going to have in your house not the ones in your car, but the one that is in your house. You may want to just keep something right there. You know, maybe it is a parent's uh, ring or watch or, or necklace, or maybe it's a photo album that you can't live without. Um, I would actually put it right there near your go bag. You also want to go through your entire house and decide what you could not stand to lose. You might want to put a timer on and see how long it takes you after you've identified everything, see how long it takes you to, to actually run around your apartment or your house and to grab those things, whatever it is. Now, for me, you know, the most important thing for me would always be my computer. So that, I mean, I'm not going to keep that near my go bag because I have it in my office, but I know exactly what I need to do um, when I have to evacuate. And two years ago, when I had to evacuate in the middle of the night, it was 2.15, I believe, in the, in the morning, a loud banging at my front door with firefighters yelling, fire, fire, you have to evacu evacuate. And I was really, really sick that night. And we were in the middle of a rolling blackout. So that meant we had no electricity. It was very frightening. And of course, your mind is not thinking straight. You're sick. It's dark. It's the middle of the night. And you're woken up with a fire. So we were also given one minute, 60 seconds to evacuate. So there was no time to go around the house to hunt for stuff that was invaluable. But fortunately, I had known at that point, I mean, I had the go bag, I had go bags in the car, and I knew that I would be going, uh, my, the first, my first thing is always my office, grab my computer, the chargers, and my phones, and my purse, which would have all of, you know, my license and all of that. So that's kind of the only thing that I was very, very, it was, I knew to do that. So you need to know 
exactly where you're going to go first and what you're going to get because you don't know how much time you're going to have to evacuate. So the next thing that you really want to do is I would get out your cell phone and start making a video of everything that is in your house. You want to create a home inventory and you want to make sure that you are properly insured. And even if you are renting, you want to have that. You want to have renter's insurance and you want to know what you have. Do you already have a home inventory? Or do you think you are insured enough? Do you, do you think that you might need more insurance? Um, you really need to find that out now. So make it detailed and then save it into the cloud or, you know, of course, save it on your phone, uh, save it on your computer. You might want to put it on a flash drive because in the event that you do lose everything, a home inventory is going to make the processing of your claim so much easier and so much faster. And you might want to even go over the inventory with your insurance agent after you've done this video to make sure that you have adequate coverage. Because, you know, like people who have lost everything have told me that after their home burned to the ground, that's when the heartbreak really started because they couldn't remember what it was that they owned and they didn't have any documentation of their belongings. So it took forever to finish the list and then it took forever to process the claim. So that is, um, that's, that is really, really scary. Now, a lot of uh, insurance companies will provide you a paper or an online uh, inventory list, you know, to ask you what you have. And if you have expensive, you know, um, items, especially like, you know, um, um, what do you call it? Equipment, uh, audio equipment, video equipment, uh, televisions, you know, any of anything that might be really expensive, including your computers and stuff. It, it'd be great to have the model numbers, the serial numbers and everything in one place. There is, um, there, there are uh, apps that you can get a uh, one app that can easily um, inventory your home's features and your personal property is called, called Home Zada, H-O-M-E-Z-A-D-A. -E I haven't used it, but I've heard that it really works. So that's a, a good thing to do. I think that we forget, you know, we don't realize how much we have until we start going through everything. I've been just lately... And when I have free time, you know, cleaning out drawers uh, one by one and closets and all that. And you start realizing that you have a lot more than you think that you have. The next step is you need to make an emergency plan for leaving your home. You need to know where the exits are for your house. And you need to have every member of your family go through it with you. So you need if you have little kids, you've got a plan for that. Um, if you have a two-story house and you would get caught on the second story or you know, a multi-story or uh, if you're in a multi-story apartment building, if the flames are below you, how are you going to get out? You know, one thing my parents bought us because I have a two-story home uh, uh, several years ago was this foldable ladder that it would hook on to um, uh, it could hook on a ledge or it hook on your window 
and you just flip it over, flip it over, and then you could, it would actually go almost to the ground. You'd only have to jump a few feet, but that's better than having to jump 20 feet, you know, and especially if you have cement or anything under it. So you need to have a plan for your exits. The second thing you need to know is what are you going to do about turning off gas um, because you don't want, you know, gas to gas lines to break, so or water or whatever. Um, where would you go, and where will you meet if you get separated? And uh, do you have all the phone numbers of family members who need to be contacted? Now, what about your pets? Do you have to? Do you have carriers and leashes that are easily reachable? Are you going to be able to take your pets? Do you have? Um, emergency access information, such as Nixle, or maybe you're on that Nextdoor app, you want to make sure to sign up for any community warning system alerts. Those are really important. I have signed up with all the alerts for all of our area, and so I usually get multiple alerts from multiple different agencies, but I'd rather have that than nothing at all. And then you should write this all up and then share it with a family. And then you have to include a copy of all of that on your go bag. And then I want to just say, make sure to microchip your, your pets. This could help you find them after a disaster. Several people in uh, the latest fires lost pets. And um, those that were microchipped ended up being found. So it's, but make sure that the microchip has, you know, your information on it. Now, when it comes to an emergency go bag, let's talk about what you're going to need to put in it. Because whatever the calamity, it is going to behoove you to have this emergency supply kit in every vehicle. And as I said, a larger one in your home nearest the door that you would exit. Now, again, make sure that you have scanned all your important documents, get them on your computer or on um, um, a flash drive, something that you, or put them in the cloud. You want to make copies and put everything you need either in your go bag, next to your go bag. And a few things that people forget about is if you have a garage with a garage door opener, you need to know how to manually open it. And if, same with gates. Because if the electricity goes out, you're not going to be able to push a button. You're going to have to manually do it. So, you know, as is the case with these California wildfires and earthquakes, a matter of minutes is the difference between life and death. Copies that you need to make sure to make are of your passport, driver's license, credit cards, and you should always have some small bills available. Uh, most people these days don't carry a lot of cash. I know I never have more than maybe $10 on me, but maybe in your go bag, you should have some cash because if electricity is down, cash is going to be king. You're not going to be able to use a credit card. You want to have duplicate chargers for your phones, your tablets, your computers. Make sure that you're constantly backing up your computers and then keeping files in the cloud or off-site. Then make a plan for your pets and your animals. And you should have a, a, if you have cats and dogs that you are, you know, or birds or fish or whatever you're going to take with you, make sure that they have a go bag ready to go too. 
Also know your neighbor's phone numbers, contact numbers, so that you can keep in touch and make sure that everyone is safe. And then, as I said, keep a list of your network of friends that you can call in an emergency and have a couple of different places you could go in the uh, case of an evacuation. Because most of all, remember that saving your life and that of your family is the most important. Everything else can be replaced. So here's what you do in a go bag. So you might want to fill a backpack or a small case with these items and keep one of them in all of your vehicles and one in your home. So maybe you would keep a backpack in your car and then I have a actual, a bigger roll on, you know, kind of, it's not quite a suitcase. It's like one of those roll on suitcases that you could take on a plane. That's the size. So you have, I have first aid kit, work gloves, warm gloves, towelettes, a towel, bottled water, a gallon per person per day. And it is recommended that you at least have three days of water. So I keep the extra water actually in, um, in another spot, but I always have a gallon, at least one gallon in my car and then one gallon near my inside go bag. So, uh, but I could always grab the other ones, a warm blanket, walking shoes, socks, maybe a couple of pairs, a warm jacket. And then for food, you should have maybe peanut butter, honey, protein bars, because these aren't going to go bad. A personal hygiene kit. You need a toothbrush, soap, medications. Don't forget your medications. Matches, candle, flashlight, and a headlamp with extra batteries. And I don't keep the batteries in the flashlight or the headlamp. I have taped them to them so that they won't go bad. Eating utensils. I mean, you could just have plastic forks and knives. Now, breathing masks are really important. The N95 is what's going to protect you from the fires. The COVID masks that we use do not keep the particles out. So you really need those N95s. But any mask is better than no mask. Uh, A clothing change, maybe a couple of clothing change, and extra set of keys to your home, your office. Uh, Some cash, as I said, don't forget toilet paper. And um, I put this in as an optional, but I thought a bottle of wine might work out pretty good when you're stressed or your favorite beverage. So I hope that we never have to use these emergency kits, but it is really best to be prepared because nobody thinks they're going to be in a disaster. But take it from me, it happens. It happened to me and I never thought it was going to. You could have only minutes or less than 60 seconds to evacuate your home. So preparing ahead for an emergency could make all the difference between life and death. So I hope this helps. You're listening to Cynthia Bryan. This is Star Style. Be the star you are. When we come back from break, we're going to talk about table manners and how you can have some better etiquette. We're coming to you live on the Voice America Network. This is the Empowerment Channel. And this is Star Style, Be the Star You Are. I'm Cynthia Bryan, and I ask you please stay with me. Be the star you are. Follow us on Twitter for more great ideas at Voice America Empowerment. 
Are you seeking a Dynamo speaker for your meeting, conference, or organization? Internationally recognized keynote speaker and New York Times bestselling author and lifestyle coach, Cynthia Bryan, will bring her energetic expertise, passionate professionalism, and ebullient personality to your event. Hailed as an expert in lifestyle, women's issues, self-help, personal balance, leadership, media, gardening, and interior design topics, Cynthia Bryan is a popular empowerment keynote speaker around the world, lecturing to audiences of 100 to 5,000. For rates and bookings, call 925-377-STAR, 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 and visit www.cynthiabryan.com. When you want the best, book Cynthia Bryan, www.cynthiabryan.com. Are you a teenager with lots to say, but no one to talk to? Let your creativity explode and your voice be heard on the radio program Express Yourself, a show by teens, for teens, and about teens. No topic is off limits as you connect with teens with attitude. Check out Express Yourself on the Voice America Kids channel and join our global community where teens talk and the world listens. www.btsya.com You can express yourself become our friend on facebook post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline visit facebook.com forward slash voice america it's power time on star style be the star you are with your passion purpose and possibility producer cynthia bryan now back to the power party this business of show businesses well i always appreciate you staying with me here on star style be the star you are we come to you live every wednesday 4 to 5 p.m pacific on the voice america network the empowerment channel and i try to bring you a lot of different information and um you know, edutainment, I guess they call it. Well, uh, I went out to a restaurant this last uh, this last weekend. I made a reservation on Open Table, and I wanted to just give you one tip. Um, if you are a person that uses an app like Open Table or Resi or any of these apps that that you know, when you um, use them, they give you points. Well, it was so interesting when I logged on to see how many points, because uh, for several years, I was on the Yelp Elite Squad, um, which meant I was really frequenting a lot of different businesses and a lot of different restaurants because I was writing all these Yelp reviews. Um, So anyway, I had a lot of points on OpenTable that I had not used. And so when I went on the app, and I clicked on my points, it said I had zero. And it was like, how could I have zero? And then in doing some look at it, it was they in March of 2021, they deleted all of my points because I had not been out to a restaurant in over a year. I had not used their platform. So I contacted them and said, well, you know, it's been the pandemic and I have been following shelter in place rules and I didn't go to, I didn't use the app because I didn't go out, but I would like to start going out. And is there any way to reinstate them? And they were very gracious and they did reinstate the points. And they are doing that because of COVID, because so many people like myself 
did not go to restaurants, um, didn't fly, didn't, you know, they did shelter in place. And it, of course, it depended a lot on what state you live in. But here in California, we've been a little bit more conservative about trying to prevent the spread of COVID. So if you did lose your points, um, I just urge you to get in touch with their customer service. And I'm pretty sure they will take pet up to take good care of you. But with that being said, it is really interesting because restaurant workers are reporting entitled customer behavior at an all-time high. And this mimics the same thing that flight attendants are finding on flights that people are just unruly. You know, they're frustrated. Of course, you know, people have been cooped up for so long. But this, there, this is no reason for anybody to act out. So it is really essential that all of us start, you know, living the golden rule again and treating others as we want to be treated. And that if you're going out to a restaurant, that we rethink our roles as diners and how we can have better etiquette. So, you know, restaurant reservations benefit both the customer and the restaurant. I like to always make a, rest, a, a reservation because I get that peace of mind knowing that I don't have to you know, wait for a long period of time before being seated. Sometimes you wait 15 minutes, maybe 20 minutes, but I'm not going to wait an hour or two hours and have to keep, you know, or not even get in. And then, of course, advanced bookings, they guarantee sales ahead of time to the restaurant, and it's easier for the restaurant to actually figure out how much food they're going to buy and uh, who's going to be coming and how often their tables are going to turn over when you make a reservation. Now, of course, there are these online reservation sites, these platforms, as I said, like Open Table or Resi, and it makes it easier than ever to snag a table. But what is being said is that people are not acting with good customer behavior. I mean, we really do have to be careful about the way we do this because what restaurants, uh, you know, restaurants are saying is that sometimes people are making multiple reservations and then they're not canceling them and then they are no-shows. And so that is not, that is not okay. Many restaurants are limited to a fraction of their capacity because of the pandemic. And in some places you can only dine outside. So, you know, restaurants cannot afford the financial losses of no-shows or people who are late or even of people who just want to linger at the table for the longest time. So while reservation apps can make life smoother for guests, it is not okay to double book tables or to be a no-show. I know that with some very expensive restaurants or restaurants restaurants that usually have a, um, you know, a menu fixé, a, a prix fixé, a fixed price, they will have you pay in advance. And very often it is non-refundable. So you have to be, you know, I mean, nobody really likes paying in advance, but at the same time, I can totally understand how a restaurant needs to do that so that, you know, a customer 
If they don't show up, they haven't lost out. So here are some etiquette that we can do to make sure that we are mindful and we are courteous diners. Number one, be an early bird or a night owl. So if you want to definitely get a reservation at that specific you know, restaurant that you love, think about times that other people aren't going to be there, less conventional times, something like 5.30 or 6. Because if a table has four seats, the reservation needs to make two turns for the math to work. So if you're dining earlier, or you could dine later, and a lot of restaurants are not open later, but if restaurants are open later, um, and you take that nine o'clock slot, you know, or that 8.30 slot, it allows restaurants to maximize their revenue. Now, according to a 21 open table reservation um, statistic, up to 64%, uh, uh, let, uh, let me say, up to 64% per percent as compared to 2019 and nine times higher than in 2020. So in 2020, there are fewer people dining out overall. And the number of resi users has grown by 40%, but reservations are really down. So, you know, it is up 64% over 2020, but, um, but it is still, it's still low. So now you have to get your party together before you check in. And there's a reason for that policy because Diners are occupying the table for longer while they're waiting, and that doesn't work. If that happens three times in a night and people were hanging out for 20 minutes, that's a full hour if you're waiting for your friends. So don't ask to be seated until everyone is there. They just uh, Restaurants can't afford to lose 60 minutes of business. And, um, you know, because that's enough that maybe a table could flip. And they need to be able to flip. So that's really important. If you are seated on time, but before your party arrives, that's when the clock starts. It's not when um, it's not, you know, when your guests arrive, it's actually when you hit the seat. So if your party is a half an hour late, it doesn't matter. You do not get to sit longer. So maybe if you are there before your party and they want to seat you, go ahead and order something so at least they're getting some kind of revenue. If you are running late for a reservation, it is so important to communicate. So, it, you know, a lot of restaurants, they give the table away after 10 minutes. Some uh, restaurants have a grace period of 15 minutes, but very few will have a longer period. So if you are running late, always call the restaurant and see if it's going to be possible for them to make arrangements for you so that they do not lose business and you don't lose your reservation. Because again, the reservation begins at the time you first reserved not when you show up. So if you have a seven o'clock reservation and you show up at 7.15, your time started at seven. And so if they're giving you an hour and a half or a two hour uh, time period, you know, you're having from seven to nine. 
Now, some reservation apps penalize no-shows. So on OpenTable, for example, if you are a no-show four times in 12 months and you haven't canceled your reservation, um, your account is suspended. So that's actually a good thing. But still, that's still four times that a restaurant has had to, you know, swallow business. So make sure to call and find out what the status is. And when I say that, I want to just say, just don't be a no-show. If you can't make your reservation, it's important to call the reservation and let them know with as much notice as possible. And I'm not saying call five minutes before you are a no-show. If you think that, um, if you know that the day before you're not going to go there, or if you've decided to contact another restaurant, or if you made multiple reservations, as many of my friends do, they'll make three or four reservations and see what's the best time. Make sure that you cancel all the other reservations at least 24 hours in advance and more if at all possible. And if you, again, if you are going to be late, just you just need to call and see if they can still accommodate you because maybe they can't. You know, uh, pre-pandemic, guests waiting at the bar might have helped up make up for no-shows. But today... Most people aren't allowed to wait at the bar. And sometimes, you know, uh, most of the seating is outside, at least in our area. And inside, you know, they're having to distance tables if you even can get an inside one. So in the current climate, a lost reservation is just that. It is lost. It's irreplaceable. And it means money down the drain for restaurants that are already really in trouble. So let's help our restaurants. And it's it's actually, I mean, it's not just rude to flake out on your table, but depending on the restaurant, it, you know, it really costs these operators hundreds of dollars in lost revenue every single night if somebody doesn't show. So let's be respectful, especially knowing that the pandemic is still going on and restaurants are operating at a minimum amount of tables and we want to keep them in business. So many have gone out of business, but if we can help them at all, that would be great. So um, some different apps that um, you might you might check out. Okay, I've already talked about OpenTable. It evidently has 31 million monthly users, and it is the largest reservation service in the U.S. The service charges operators a fee of $1 to $1.50 per diner seated. So if you make a reservation for four, they're going to charge the restaurant $4 for that uh, seat. If only three of you show up, you know, they're still charging. So you want to make the right reservation. Now, Talk, T-O-C-K, this is called the Disruptor. Now, it was founded by the Alania group, Nick Kokonis, and um, he recently acquired uh, Squarespace. Talk doesn't charge restaurants per guest seated. Um, It requires a deposit, um, at the time of reservation, and it, it that which that cuts the no shows to less than one percent. 
and uh, the deposit is placed. You know, when you go to talk, it tells you what your deposit is. And um, it is a non-refundable deposit. So the guest is going to be out of it. Now, Resi is another one. This is a New York-based app. It doesn't charge operators cover fees, but it does have a no-show rate of um, 3%. And then there's a newcomer. It's called Seated. So by dining out or ordering from restaurants that use Seated for reservations, guests can earn rewards to redeem as a gift card. And everyone is saying, I haven't tried Seated. I have used Talk and I have used Resi. And um, everyone is saying it's really a compelling model. So to keep your eye on it. For me right now, I've, I have always liked OpenTable because I just found it was so easy and fast. And they send you a, um, a confirmation right away. And then you can also um, send a, a confirmation to all of your guests who are going to join you. They also send a reminder like the day before reminding you of your reservation and they give you the option to cancel if you're not going to, uh, to um, take your reservation. So that is kind of a, a plus I think as well. I find their reward system is a little bit convoluted. It used to be pretty easy. They would just give you, when you hurt, hit a certain number of points, they would issue you like a $10 certificate that you could take to any restaurant uh, that you made a reservation and the restaurant would scan it and they take $10 off your bill, which, you know, every dollar helps. Now they've started this new thing where you cash in your points um, and, but before, well, yeah, you, I mean, I don't know if you cash in your points first. I can't remember if you cash in your points first or you choose the restaurant, but you have to actually cash your points in and choose the restaurant that you're going to use it at, at the same time. And if for some reason you don't use it at that restaurant, so you have to make a reservation at that restaurant and then cash your points in and then take either your phone or your printed out code to that restaurant. And I just find it pretty, I think that's why I haven't used all my points. It's just pretty convoluted. And sometimes the, when you cash in your points, you can find a restaurant that's going to give you $10 back. Sometimes you'll find a restaurant gives you $20 back. I haven't found any in California that give you $20 back, but that's, that is supposedly the way it goes. So in any case, um, the next time that you make a reservation or you go out to eat, just be really be be courteous and be on time. Um, seat get seated with all your guests at the same time, and if you're going to be a no show, please make sure to um, to cancel that reservation. The restaurant will appreciate it, and you know you're just doing the right thing because restaurants are just such a fun thing to go to and I'm hoping in the future that more will open up and that we will get some good restaurants and not lose any of the good ones that we have now so when we come back from break we're going to talk about how to get out of a toxic relationship or just at least how to identify a toxic relationship you're listening to Cynthia Bryan this is Star Style Be the Star You Are we'll be back in a bit don't go away. Be the star you are. The star you are. 
your world. Change your life. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. Business Bites. Here's Cynthia Bryan. Do you tend to be accident prone? Does everything seem to happen to you in threes? Perhaps these mishaps are not accidents at all, but a sign from your subconscious mind that your life is out of balance or it's not the way you want it to be. Experts agree that so-called accidents can be indications of deeper trouble that we might be avoiding. Instead of lamenting, why does everything happen to me? The better response might be, why am I creating this challenge? Sometimes we have to look inside to find out what the real trouble is. Certain mental states generate more misfortunes than others. For example, if your mind is cluttered or troubled, you can't pay attention. That's when you fall. That's when you break something. That's when you crash a car. It might not be an accident. It might just be a cluttered mind. Now, some people want to be called a victim. They like people feeling sorry for them. They have the poor me syndrome. Now, these people are passive. They don't stand up for themselves. And they actually enjoy being the fall guy or girl. The antidote is to take control. There are no victims, only volunteers. Many competitive types of people tend to make more mistakes as well because they are not taking measured risks. They are being daredevils. These aggressive people may overestimate their abilities, be too macho, or lack the self-discipline to just say no. Instead, they plunge headfirst into trouble, and then they wonder why they're always having accidents. I coach my clients that could and should do little good. The best way to predict your future is to create it. So why not envision it as a place of peace, balance, and health? Take a look at the signs that you have been given and determine if you are creating your own discomfort. Color your world with positive thoughts, positive actions, and positive deeds, and you may find that divine synchronicities are replacing those dreadful accidents. <laughs> Remember, you are the star of your own performance. Turn your passions into profits. I'm Cynthia Bryan with another business bite from Star Style. For more information, visit CynthiaBryan.com. That's CynthiaBryan.com. B-R-I-A-N. annual cost of illiteracy to American taxpayers is over $225 billion. Help increase literacy, reduce violence, and improve positive media messages by making a tax-deductible contribution to Be The Star You Are charity. A top-rated nonprofit, Be The Star You Are promotes positive role models, produces positive radio broadcasts, and donates positive books to empower women, families, and youth. Be a power partner and join our galaxy of stars. Visit our website at bethestarur.org to make a tax-deductible donation using PayPal or send checks to P.O. Box 376. 376 Moraga, California 94556 Be the star Dare to care You are the star 
follow us on Twitter for more great ideas at Voice America Empowerment. It's power time on Star Style. Be the star you are with your passion, purpose, and possibility producer, Cynthia Bryan. Now, back to the power party. This business of show business is calling out to... Hello, and we are back, and we're going to be talking about uh, relationships now because we want to make sure that you are in a healthy relationship Because toxic relationships don't only make us unhappy, they actually corrupt our attitudes on our dispositions and they undermine other healthier relationships we may have. And they prevent us from realizing how great we are and how much better things can be. So emotionally healthy people don't set out to have a toxic relationship with anyone. I mean, I don't, I, you know, if you're healthy, you don't want that. But often they become unwittingly ensnared in one and are unsure how to proceed. So for those who hang on, hoping their relationship's going to improve or thinking they can improve it or they can change somebody, it's highly likely that they're going to experience ongoing distress. And many of us are loyal individuals who value the people in our lives and don't feel comfortable making radical changes. I am one of those people. I hang on a very long time, but then... I will cut the cord as soon as it gets nasty. So there are many ways a relationship can be toxic. It can be physical, emotional, sexual abuse. These are the widely recognized indicators. But some behaviors don't qualify as full-fledged abuse, but they still make for a toxic relationship. So if you are on the receiving end of bullying, manipulation, lying, gossiping about you to others, deception, general untrustworthiness, disregard for your time um, or your money or your feelings or ultra competitiveness with you, you might be in a toxic relationship. Our healthy relationships produce positive feelings about ourselves. We feel valued. We feel seen. And these relationships enhance our lives. And we're, when we're in a relationship that pulls us down to a negative place, when we question ourselves and we start questioning our worth and we start feeling hurt and we feel neglected, that's when you have to stop. Take a, a step back, breathe, and take stock of what is going on. We usually want to be able to speak up and ask what we would like from others in an appropriate way. Being assertive is difficult at times, but we need to be positive and rewarding. If you are in a relationship with a toxic person, your feelings and your perspectives will not be recognized. So, you know, they'll rarely be acknowledged and they usually will not be accommodated because the other person's version is always going to take precedence. And in extreme cases, the toxic person is going to gaslight you. They're going to feed you lies. They're going to distort your perception of, of events over time. And then they're going to cause you to doubt yourself and your judgment. And once you have evaluated and recognized the nature of a toxic relationship in your life, it is really important for you to take steps to protect yourself. Very often, a toxic relationship will 
try to isolate you from other nurturing relationships. They'll want to, you know, uh, know where you are at all times. They'll, they'll kind of feed you information like they're the only ones that are going to love you. They're the only ones that are going to take care of you. They, you know, you're worth it to them, but you're not so good to other people. They're going to demean you in some way. So if that starts happening, you've got to be really, really careful. Removing a toxic person from your life is very liberating and it's restorative. Now, you probably will feel a little um, guilt at first, but immediately as, because, you know, you're a kind person and you don't want to just get rid of a relationship. But once you do get rid of a toxic relationship, you are going to feel incredible relief. A person may be toxic for one person, but not for another. So therefore, it's really hard to get support for your feelings um, if others have not experienced the same behaviors from that individual. So that's why it's really important that you know yourself and know what's happening to you and don't worry about um, how they're treating other people. It's what's happening to you. Each of us reacts differently. Whereas one person may perceive that he or she is being treated just horribly and very poorly, another person may overlook that same treatment. So it's up to each of us to decide for ourselves what bothers us, how much and how much we can take, and can we speak up and effect change? Or are we better off keeping a distance from certain people? I have had to cut the cord with certain people that I have known literally my whole life because they have become very toxic and have very toxic viewpoints. And I am not going to allow negativity into my life because I am a positive person and I want to exude positivity. And, you know, it feels so great to unload that burden. So I will hope that you will experience relief and just learn to identify a toxic relationship because you deserve better. Well, that is the show for today. And I thank you so much for being great listeners. I hope that I will see you if you are in Moraga, California on Saturday, September 25th. I hope I will see you at the Pear and Wine Festival. Visit bethestarur.org for more information and how to get there. Come and get some freebies and also you can make a donation and meet many people. Just remember, with this show, you can change your life and make your dreams come true. For more information about Star Style Productions, visit CynthiaBryan.com. My aim, our aim at Be The Star You Are, is always to encourage, inspire, inform, amuse, and motivate you. I want you to see beyond your physical being, know you are already the star you dreamed of becoming. Cherish the past, dream of the future, and celebrate every moment of your life. And I hope that you'll read a book this week. I will be autographing books at the Pear Festival. But in the meantime, go to CynthiaBryan.com and pick up any one of our books, which we have on special sale right now. And until next week, when we celebrate again right here on the Voice American Network, the Empowerment Channel, remember that love always wins, kindness prevails, and smiles will keep us happy. I am Cynthia Bryan for Star Style thanking you and encouraging you. Be the star you are. Be your unapologetically authentic self and be the star you are. Until next Wednesday, 4 to 5 p.m. Pacific. 
Have a great week. Ciao for now. Be the star you are. The star you are. Be the star you are. You are the star. It's been a pleasure bringing you our life-changing program, Star Style, Be the Star You Are. We have you on our radar as it's our goal to inspire, inform, entertain and motivate you to be the star you were born to be for more information visit starstyleradio.com and to make a donation to the charity go to be the star you ignite the flame that burns brightly within take charge of your life and coach yourself to success with our dynamic host and empowerment architect cynthia bryan every wednesday at 4 p.m pacific time 7 p.m eastern time right here on the voice america empowerment channel for another serving of champagne for the spirit and a power boost to live with star style until we celebrate together next week be the star you are